0: Well, good morning, Bay Chapel. Morning. Come on, are you glad to be here this morning? A great day. I just want to, first off, say welcome. If you're a guest, for maybe first time or first time in a long time, we are so glad that you're in the house. I know that sometimes checking out a new church can feel a little bit scary, not knowing what to expect. But today, man, two things. We just hope that, number one, that when you leave this place... You have a great sense of God's presence in your heart, and two, of a church family that that isn't perfect, but we love, and uh, is a place that you can call home. So we're honored that you are in the house this morning. I don't want to waste any time, because today I'm so honored. Well, let me just say this. I'm so honored, because it doesn't happen that often that Jen and I have both of our moms at church together with us, and you know my mother-in-law, Christy, but... I'm extremely honored today. My parents pastor a great church called Gulf Coast Church over in Pinellas County. I was raised in that church. I served on staff there for several years and sometimes it's hard to pull my parents away from home, but I was able to do it here on Mother's Day. Uh, She she, uh, really means the world to me and I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for her. I really would. I love my mom so much and I'm honored today that she's here to share God's word. Would you join me in welcoming my mom, Peggy Morris, as she comes? I love you, son.
1: Oh. Good morning, Bay Chapel. It's so great to be here and to experience the beautiful worship And to just enjoy my family, have a day, a way to just enjoy your family. When this church was planted six, what, six and a half years ago... This was our heart to, uh, as a church family, to just be a part of that planting. And so on Sunday mornings, not just because there are kids, but on Sunday mornings, I pray for you, as well as our church family and churches around the world that are talking about Jesus and sharing his love. So it's an honor for me. And I want to just tell you up front... I'm not enough unless he comes. That was so beautiful, Jay, and it really touched my heart, and it's just the story of my life, and that is, without Jesus, I am nothing. So today, my heart's cry is, Jesus, you shine big, and let me be real little. And uh, I'm asking him to do that. But I'm honored. I am uh, privileged to be here to experience uh, a time with our son who I'm so proud of as a pastor and I know you are as well with his wife Jen who was our first daughter because we just had the two sons and when I finally got a girl I started buying pink and I was so excited when they got engaged I I bought Jen something pink so I just I just love them so much and I'm very proud I'm very proud of you Wes and Jen and the work that you're doing here at Bay Chapel God bless you guys And I certainly would never take this privilege as an opportunity to embarrass them. Never, never. Well, maybe a couple of pictures. Maybe just a couple. Oh, dressed up for church. Love him. Oh, look at that. Oh, my goodness. Oh, this is Wes and his brother Chris. And me, 100 years ago, oh, <laughs> watch it, sailor boy, uh, <laughs> he loved that outfit, oh, little league years, they were wonderful, <laughs> salutatorian of his high school class, mind you, all right, oh, and there's Jenny! Oh, first birthday. Uh, hold you, me mama. What, isn't that what you said? Hold you, me baby. Hold you, me baby. When she met her sister. Oh, Jenny. Oh, my goodness. Oh, high school graduation. Oh, That first picture of Wes when he was, that was his very first picture, and the nurse saw him and she said, "Ooh, he's mean. He's going to be a boxer." <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> God bless all of you, young parents. The bottles, the diapers, the mountains of laundry, the planning, the work schedules, the sleep deprivation, and God bless you, parents of teenagers. Oh, parenting isn't easy, but the sacrifices you make will be worth it when you become a Gigi one day! <laughs> I would say this, and I'm not going to talk a whole lot of mother stuff, but I would say this, looking back now that I'm a Gigi, enjoy the moments because they really do fly by. It doesn't always feel like it were you're in the middle of it, but they fly by. Try not to compare yourself with other parents. I saw, especially you think about social media, I I saw someone's post the other day, it was a young mom, and she said, I've been up, I've been to the gym, I've done this, I've done that, I've done that, you know, and it was like 5.30 in the morning, and she said, what have you done? And I thought, well, you know what, any mom that reads that is going to think, well, I'm no good at this, uh," you know. So don't compare yourself. Trust that God has planted these kids into your life, into your home, and be, be comfortable with who you are as a mom. Um, I would say, too, if, this is good advice if their teenagers charge their cell phones in your bedroom at night. Oh, I'm glad the kids all left the room. It might be good wisdom. And if they have somebody spend the night, tell them those are the rules. You know what? We're going to protect our kids at all costs. We're going to protect them. I do want to share a couple of, of things. I, I tell my kids all the time, God bless you. If something happens to me, you're going to have to go through every card you ever sent me in a drawer. But there are a couple of mom cards that I just have to share with you today. I love this one. Mom, you've been a great mother despite the setbacks, the disasters, the heartbreaks, and the pain. But enough about my brother. (laughs) Mom, for Mother's Day, we wanted to get you something rare and precious. But you already have us. Ooh. (laughs) Happy Mother's Day, Mom. I guess you'll expect me to cook for you, clean for you, and wait on you all day. What do you think I am, your mother? Mom, I just want you to know that all the motherly advice you thought I ignored over the years was not wasted. In fact, I plan to drive my own kids crazy with it every chance I get. I've seen that firsthand. This was one of my favorite Mother's Day, and they didn't know that they had both bought the same card for me. Happy Mother's Day from your favorite child. Don't worry, I won't tell the others. And then I got one from Chris as well. But this, from your son, Mom, I know I haven't always measured up, but I think we can blame Dad for that. I love that. My favorite... um, One of my favorite memories back years ago when the kids were probably mid-teens, I don't know if you all remember this song where it kind of goes like, Mama, not Mama done killed a man. Um, Mama, you know I love you. You know I love you, Mama. Y'all know that one? Mama, you're the queen of... Okay, well, I would hear it start to play from their bedroom, and I would know, get ready. They would come into the kitchen and we would slow dance together to that mama song. Jen, if you don't, if you guys don't do that, you better, Wes. (laughs) So you got to do that. Um, And so one time I remember one of them, when they were slow dancing with me, they kind of went, you know, my chubby belt. What, ma? And I said, that's from carrying you for nine months. Leave my stomach alone. <laughs> the first time I ever remember speaking, uh, and I don't, you know, I don't do this very often. Just so you know, so if it's not that great, you know, it's okay. I don't do it very often. <laughs> um, but anyway, I was speaking for the very first time at our church about thirty—I don't know, thirty-something years ago. We've been there thirty-four years. And the boys are in the back seat, and my husband's not going to be there, so I'm teaching his class. And they said, Mom, are you nervous? Are you nervous? I said, yeah, I'm nervous. I've never done this before. And they said, it's okay, Mom. Even if you stink, we'll still love you. So that's a memory I cherish. You know, if our Mother Eve wouldn't have tempted, uh, been tempted, and you know, I think about this. Why in the world? Over fruit, for heaven's sakes. If it would have been chocolate, you know, if it would have been chocolate, I would have gone there probably. But fruit! And because she did this and, and gave into the temptation, you know, she dragged us into all this hard labor, sin, sweating, you know, delivery, and all that stuff. But I find great joy in knowing. That when God got ready to redeem the world, he used a mother. Isn't that the sweetest thing? So the Mother Mary and I do have something in common, though. We both, you know, we both love Jesus, and we both left our kids at church one day. So, poor Christopher. Upstairs in a classroom, and we were in separate cars, and we both got to the restaurant thinking the other one had him. And, oh, my Lord! So we, one of us hurried back, and um, we said, I'll, oh, Chris, tell Oprah about it one day, you know. it's a <laughs> While Jesus' disciples are standing around arguing um, over who's going to be the greatest in the kingdom, He brings up a little child, and he says, unless you change and become like little children, you won't enter the kingdom of heaven. Our former children's pastors have wanted a baby for a long time, and two weeks ago, a couple in our church found two kids, a one-year-old and a four-year-old, that needed a mom and a dad. And they have taken them, and they are in the process of adopting them. Before they went to bed the very first night they had them, the little four-year-old looked at his mom, new mom, and said, I'm glad you're my mommy. Now, you know, there are going to be challenges along the way. But I thought that was so beautiful to hear the heart of a child that instantly accepted her As mom. So it's, this will be in your notes, but it's with our adult walls down and our hearts wide open that we receive God's love. Jesus won't push his way into our lives, he simply invites us to choose to believe in and receive his love. 1 John 3 and 1 says, How great is the love the Father has lavished on us! that we should be called children of God. When you say yes to Jesus, you're immediately adopted or grafted into his family as a son or daughter. Which means you'll instantly have lots of brothers and sisters right here at Bay Chapel immediately. You have a family. And let me tell you, as important as your earthly family is, this family is actually more important because the family that knows Jesus is the family that's going to spend eternity together. So are you willing to humble yourself just like a little child and believe in Jesus? When our grandsons—and please don't get me started— talking about Caden and Benson Morris I love them with every fiber of my being and I know that their Mimi feels the same way but when they come over and spend the night they get up very early in the morning and come and hop in bed with Grant their Grandy and I one morning Ben is laid up real close next to me And I started to rub his back and I finally said, Gigi's not hurting you, am I? And he said, oh no, Gigi, physical touch is one of my love languages. (laughs) And I said right then and there, and that's why Mimi and Gigi are going to be in the backseat of every date you ever go on. Can't trust that kid. Watch him if he ever wants to take your daughter out. And Miss Kelsey, he loves you, his teacher. Oh, my goodness. But love is really God's language. And he proved his great love for us when he sent his only son to die for our sins. And because he, our creator, loves us that much, number two, we trust God's love. First John four sixteen says, we know how much God loves us. And we have put our trust in his love. First John 4.18 says, Such love has no fear, because perfect love expels all fear. We can't entertain thoughts. Church, we can't entertain thoughts or lies that say we're not pretty enough. We're not good enough. We're not intelligent enough. We're just not enough. Those ugly lies that say we can't when God, in his word, said we can. As we make choices to trust God's love in areas of our life where we're struggling, we're sending doubt out. As believers, we find greater freedom as we consciously choose to trust his words and his voice over every other voice, including our own at times. I have a lady in our church that, Um, an older lady, she told me recently, she said, my mom treated me so cruelly. The things that she said to me, no child should ever hear from their mom. And um, she said, but Peggy, I've in my heart forgiven her. I know she's in heaven, and I've forgiven her. But she said, how do I forget Peggy? How do I forget the cruelty? And I said, you know, it just came to me as we were talking. I said, I think what I would do is every time the thought comes up, I would say, oh, I've already forgiven that. Oh, I've already forgiven that. And what, what you will do by saying that, and say it out loud so you can hear it, is you will diminish that in your mind until one day... I believe it'll go away. And if it does come to your mind, you may not even have to say it anymore because it'll be so gone from your life. So I say um, we have to trust God. We have to trust his word. Uh, We're not all going to go through great things all the time. We're not going to always feel happy, happy, happy all the time. But trust in God is not based on our happy on our sad, or anything else. Trust in God is something that's solid based on his word and his word alone. It's what he says that matters the most. And as believers, we say his word is what we're going to live by. Not by our feelings, not by thoughts that fly by. And you know, we don't have to let those thoughts stay in our head. We can cast them down and say, I'm not going to think about that. I'm not going to think about that. I'm going to think on things that are lovely and good and of a good report. And I'm going to let those things stay in my head. Years ago, our youngest son, Christopher Morris, who is... Um, the one that 's probably going to be the farthest away from us most of his life. he 's married to a dentist and the, they're in the Air Force. and so um, one time I went to see him in Washington, DC. And when I got off the plane and I 'm going down the escalator, he 's six foot four and burly kind of guy. and so he 's standing there with his iPad, and it reads "Mom." And he 's at the end of the escalator, so anyway he's a funny guy. I'm like, how many moms are on this escalator, Chris? (laughs) You know, it's like when you're in the grocery store. I still, to this day, when I hear mom, I just, you know, do you do that as a mom? It's just, I was made to be that. And so I just turn my head when I hear mom. Anyway, Christopher, we're playing softball at our church just for fun. We're out on the field. I think it's the adults against the youth, you know. And Chris gets up to bat, strikes out. Second up to bat. I'm back there just cheering him on like I always did in Little League. In fact, it's a wonder Randy and I didn't get thrown out of Wes's games. We were so bad. But when he, Wes was pitching, it was the most exciting time of my life. You know, like, he'd strike him out, and we'd, I would just be crazy up there. I know you don't believe it. So anyway, Christopher strikes out the third time, and he just walks away. I can just tell he is so defeated. And so he's quiet all the way home. You know you know how your kids do. He's just quiet all the way home. He goes straight to his room when we get home, and I just, my mom's heart was breaking. And so I'm in there making him a lunch. Yes, I made him a lunch, even when they were teenagers, And I said, God, what can I do to encourage my son that I love him, that you love him, that it's going to be okay even if he struck out? And so I felt led to write him a note, and I taped it onto his sandwich bag. Later, I wrote about it, and if you don't mind, I just want to read you a little something from that. And because I'm older, I'm not old, I'm older, Yeah, I told Randy, I said, maybe I should call this, you know, something, something from over the hill. He said, you are not over the hill, and you're not going to say that. His note said, you're a great son. I love you. I'm proud of you, mom. The next day, as I arrived to pick Chris up after school, I couldn't believe it when I spotted him standing head and shoulders above the crowd with my note taped to the front of his shirt. (laughs) I laughed and felt like crying at the same time as Chris approached the car with the biggest grin on his face I've ever seen. I wanted to take my hands off the wheel and squeeze him when he said, I found the note in my lunch, and I loved it so much I decided to wear it all day. As he plopped his backpack onto the seat, he exclaimed, Everyone thought my note was great, Mom. Even this rough, tough guy in my math class said he liked it and wished his mom would write him a note like that. As I reflect on that incident, I can clearly see how valuable Chris is to me. Whether he becomes a big slugger or not, he's my son and he's God's child. And on that particular day, he hit a home run that will forever live in my heart. So just like Christopher wore my note that reminded him that he was special and he was loved, I want to say to you today, God has written a love letter to you, and it's stamped on your heart, and it is a choice that you make every day to get up in the morning and say, I'm wearing this love letter from God I'm not going to let the enemy steal my joy. I'm going to walk in the victory that God promised to me through his word. And I am an overcomer through the power of Jesus' blood. Today, I want to tell you that you are God's and you can trust him. You can trust him. He loves you. You can trust that today. So as we've received and trusted in this greatest love of all, number three, we share God's love. 1 Corinthians sixteen fourteen says, let all that you do be done in love. As we allow God to keep loving and healing our hearts, his love is going to flow through to our families, to our neighbors, to our coworkers, and wherever we go. The word says, out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So if there's love in your heart, it is going to flow out. I'm amazed that God wants to use you and I as he's still working on us. You see, none of us have perfected this. We're all practicing Christians. Like the word says, he who hears the word and puts it into practice is like a man or woman who's built their house on a rock and when the winds come and things beat against it that's gonna stand because you've built your house so so we're practicing Christians but as we're practicing and he's working on us he still wants to use us isn't that amazing I'm just amazed at that this is my very first mother's day without my mom and you know it's It's been a long road with my dad, 10 and a half years with Alzheimer's disease, and then my mom, another 10 years with Alzheimer's disease. But you know, my mom, the things she put inside, even with her compromised mind, the things that she put inside her spirit were very much alive she could still quote Psalm 23 with me. She could still sing old hymns, and it was beautiful to see that. But since her passing in November, one of her caregivers in her early 20s calls me often. And the other day, on a call, she said to me, Peggy, I miss your mom so much. She was such a special lady. And I said, I know why she's special to me, but tell me, why is she special to you? And she said, every single day, your mom told me I was beautiful and that she loved me. Every single day. My mom, with Alzheimer's disease, but with the spirit of God, the the holy presence of God still living in her, told people, that they were beautiful, and that she loved them. Every day, let's be open, available, and looking for opportunities to share God's love. 1 John 4, 19 says, We, though, are going to love, loved, and be loved. First we were loved. Now we love. He loved us first. Bay Chapel, I want to commend you For doing such an amazing job loving this community. Don't stop. Don't stop. Get up in the morning and say, God, because you love me, I'm going to love somebody else. Because you love me, I'm going to reach out and touch and bring healing and strength to the community, to my family. I would say this. Husbands and wives, let love between yourselves be the first thing you're doing after you love God. If we don't love the people that we're closest to, something's wrong, and we need God to bring some healing there. Let love flow to your children. Let love flow to your co-workers. This love inside us, we have to share it. Randy and I were in a tall mint. My husband's taller, the tallest guy of all in our house. He's six foot six. So, and, and I tease, and I hope my church doesn't see this. I tease my guys. I say, I've got my wedding pastor on that side of the bay, and I've got my funeral pastor on this side of the bay. So we go in to buy the, the, the tall guy a suit. And we walk in, and the manager of the store there was just the sweetest guy, nobody else in the store, and he says to us, Um, You know, what you look for? I said, we're we're looking for a suit. My husband's a pastor, blah, blah, blah. And when he realizes that we're believers in Christ, he starts telling us his story of how he's gone through some relationships hurts, how he used to lead worship in church, but he's pulled away from church. He still loves God, but he's pulled away from the body of Christ, and he's kind of just doing his own thing. And so the entire 30 minutes we're in there, not one other soul comes in that store. And God gives us the most awesome opportunity to minister to him. We finally join hands and we're praying and we're just so excited that God gave us that opportunity. And as I'm walking out of the store, I say to the guy, well, we didn't get a suit. And he said, ma'am, you didn't come in here for a suit. You came in here for me. You came in here for me. And I thought, that's exactly right. God took us there for him. Let me encourage you wherever you go this week. There's, It's not just about you. It's, you know what, we've become kind of a selfie world. but But as believers, it's not about us anymore. It's about Jesus in us, shining through us. It's the greatest privilege I have. Serving Jesus is the greatest privilege I I have in my life. I'm so thrilled to be Randy's wife, and I'm so thrilled to be Wes and Chris's mom and a Gigi and all of that. But the greatest joy I have is Jesus inside of me, and I want people to know what I have so they can have it too. This week, and I'm closing, but this week, I peeked back. As I was looking through the bookshelf, I noticed that Wes's baby book was right next to a book that I was putting away. And so I thought, it's Mother's Day. I'm going to pull this thing out and just look at it. I wrote something like the day or, or next day after he was born. But his dad wrote something beside what I wrote nine months later. And... This is what his dad wrote at the end. Here in the last weeks, you have really started to recognize your mom and I, and this is what I really love. It's great to love you, but it's so much better when you can love us back, Wesley. I hope it will always be that way. I know it will. As I sat there so moved by Randy's words, I couldn't help but think about how much more perfectly and completely our Father God loves us. And all he asks is that we would recognize him and love him back. I'd love to introduce you to my Lord today if you don't know him. Romans 10 and 9 says if you confess with your mouth, if you acknowledge, recognize him, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. I'm going to say a prayer in a moment, and I'd like for us to bow our heads when I do. And if you have never accepted Jesus, I pray that you'll pray this prayer with me in your heart and receive him. Would you bow your heads?